Welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast, a show intended to help you get more out of your everyday time in the Word. This is a ministry of Compass Bible Church in North Texas, and if you'd like to join along with our daily Bible reading program, you can do so by going to compassntx.org and clicking on the Daily Bible Reading tab. Thanks for joining in for today's episode of the Daily Bible Podcast. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Daily Bible Podcast. Hey, 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 hey. It's uh, it's Saturday, and man, you know what I'm excited for? Probably soccer. Not, not soccer. Uh, football. No. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I didn't expect you to, to, to get it. Only two tries on that one. Wow. I got yeah. it. I, I'm excited Friends. for college football season. Oh, college football. See, I, was, I just said football as a general yeah. statement. Didn't know. Well, because I just enjoy them as background on Saturdays. Like, it's just kind of, it's fun. Saturday. I, activities and i went to masters university and we never had a football team of any stretch of the imagination Aww. ever i think flag football do you want to talk about it no i'm okay sounds like you're hurting no because here's what it frees me up to do it frees me to be like just a, a mercenary when it comes to being a college football fan you don't care anybody which is the only sport that i'm that way bandwagon because like professional teams i live and die by my teams and i, mm. I it's cheer for the laundry not the player like i'm loyal yeah. to the team sure college football like it's like, okay, yeah, I'll watch UT this week. I'll watch another team the next week. I'll watch, yeah, I just enjoy it. So is it a good thing then that players can get compensated now for their image and their their number and all that? Man, I I don't know. I just enjoy the game. You don't I, care. I don't really care. You don't care I, that they're fairly compensated? I know there's probably people yelling at their podcast right now going, it's, it's the worst thing. We need to go back to the old days. Okay, what good does your anger do you right now? Like, it is what it is. Just enjoy the game and or or don't and turn it off, but don't ruin it for the rest of us. Um, yeah, I so it's college football. And the other thing too is it means fall is, is coming. Like I, I know our lady folk are probably ex- like my wife told me that that Wendy's has a pumpkin spice frosty that's oh. they're getting ready to release. Oh wow, that sounds fun. I, I'm gonna give it a shot, right? Yeah. But that pumpkin season, right? And you get the memes that come out. It's pumpkin season, and yeah, uh, it's Starbucks is really Charles Schultz is the 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 man behind this. I mean, it's his fault that all of our wives are PSLs, pumpkin. Yeah. PSL. I'm all about that. sounds like something your doctor checks. And I hear there's no actual pumpkin in a pumpkin spice latte. Did you hear about that? I'm not surprised. There's pumpkin flavoring. Yeah. Which what on earth is that? (laughs) What's pumpkin flavored? I don't know. That's not a pumpkin. I worked at Starbucks for a while (laughs) while I was going through seminary. And uh, I, we made pumpkin spice lattes, and I can affirm that there are no pumpkins anywhere near the store. What, what was the secret ingredient? I mean, just, just between us. It was like a... Lean into your microphone. <laughs> whisper about pumpkin spice. Um, it was just like an orange goop. I mean, if you saw what it was, you would not order it. So I don't want to... Were you guys like squeezing caterpillars? No. Like guts into something? I, I wasn't. I can't attest to where that came from. But <sighs> Yeah. So there you go. Enjoy your pumpkin spice lattes. I'm going to get a pumpkin spice frosty, which I'm sure also has zero pumpkin in it. But if Probably. you dip the fries in the frosty, do you do that? Are I you fries not. and frosty? I, I'm, I'm not strictly the, I mean, ketchup on some occasions, but just the French fries. Have Thank you, you ever much. fries and frosties? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so you've tried, tried it. it. You just, just aren't a fan. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. You're wrong, but fair enough. Uh, but yeah, it's, it follows coming and uh, man, we're holding on to hope for that here in Texas where it's still triple digits. Yeah. Dare I say, I'm kind of maybe trying to enjoy this. And I mean, granted, it's just really hot. I, I, yeah, everyone knows that. But it's kind of kind of fun. You know, it has its own appeal. I, I'm trying my best to enjoy Texas. And I think I'm getting there. Yeah. Well, good. I, I mean, that, I get sweaty pretty quick. I feel yeah. like the rest of us do. Yeah. But that used to really bother me. When I was in California and I was a snooty SoCal guy, that was like, oh, I don't like this. Now it's kind of like, all right, I can get used to that. Yeah. 
Yeah, you do. And you bring a sweatshirt with you because everywhere you go has the AC cranked. AC cranked, yeah. And, and I kind of like that too. Though. Yeah. Because <laughs> then you get really cold and then you go outside you're like, oh, it feels really nice outside now. <laughs> right, right. So you're adapting. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Well, hey, Psalm 93, 94, 95 for our Old Testament reading. Today. These are hot readings. <laughs> there you go. There's the transition right there. <laughs> and then these the are bussing. Yeah, bussing. No cap. No cap. No cap. Straight fire. Straight fire. How, how many? Okay, can you do this whole podcast doing Gen Z vernacular? Come on, just give it a shot for you. I can't. I can't. Do yes, it, you man. can. I can't. There's no I in team. We don't use four letter words or whatever that is. Please give it a shot because most of our audience is probably Gen Z, but but not those that that talk this way. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, think about some of our our our, our church people, Angelo Trinidad, perhaps. I, don't, I, I hear him spitting flames like this all the time. You, yeah, you've heard him say no cap. Ramin, Ramin talks about bussing all the time. I'm bussing the family here. I'm bussing the family right. there. <laughs> I went to the restaurant. They were bussing my table. Bussing my table. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we're not going to do that. Uh, Psalm 93. Is, not gonna, uh, you're so chuggy. <laughs> stop. Okay. It's all about um, God as the sovereign ruler over all. Uh, the Lord reigns, verse one. And that's so good. I, I it's not, it, it, we're still a year away from the next election and, and I'm already tired. I'm over it. Yeah. Can we just pick another guy that we don't like and then just say, this is the guy. Right. And no look, one's happy. Let's all just be unhappy about this person. Yes. And and yes, should you vote as a Christian? Yes, you should. Should you vote according to your biblical principles and be informed about the, the candidates? Yes, you should. 100%. But I just, I hate the infighting. There's just a, there used to be this, somewhat a sense of decor, uh, a, a decorum around it where yeah. they would treat each other with respect. There was dignity, right. honesty. And that's gone. I mean, yeah, that's the gone, candidates man. just treat each other like petulant children and then they get the office and they're like, now respect me. Right. And we do because the Bible commands us to, to respect and honor our leaders. But yeah. man, it's just, it just is deflating. It's yeah. frustrating. It hits different for sure. But Psalm 93, one, that's why I love statements like this. The Lord reigns right? The Lord reigns. He's the one. He's the ruler. He's the one who sets up kings and tears down kings, right? Like the book of Daniel talks about. Right, bet. Yeah, he, <laughs> no, no cap. He is the one. His throne is the one, verse two, established from of old. He is from everlasting. He's mightier than the thunders of the waters. I, I don't know if you've ever watched like Deadliest Catch or anything like that and seen just the raging seas and, and the power of the, the seas, right? You see these massive ships just being tossed around like yeah. it's a toothpick. And God is stronger than that. He's more powerful than that. Just a, a super cool thought. Yeah, what really slaps about this particular psalm is that it hits different because it's hitting all them feels. Like, I'm vibing on this. Every time I read Psalm 93, man, I'm just like, ooh, that, that's fire. So it re- <laughs> really, though, really, what I'm trying to say is, okay, so here's, here's an observation. Yeah, translate for the rest of the people listening here's, to this. <laughs> uh, one of the things that hit me as I was reading this, I'm like, God has a whole book in his, in his word. That's it's songs. It's music. Now, granted, we can't hear it right now. We can't play it, but the point should be pretty palpable to us. Music is a powerful medium to communicate God's truth. And we should utilize it for all that it's worth. All these songs that you and I are just reading, they're just no, they're not notes on the page. They're, they're it's black and white words. The lyrics are beautiful and compelling. And sometimes people take these lyrics and they try to put them in music today to help it make sense and to fit. Well, one of the things that we should do is take full advantage of good music. We should have music on in our homes. We should have music on when we're taking drives. And obviously, choose the music you're doing. I mean, you could clearly go wrong in this, but find music that 
that really helps elevate your mood, helps to put you in the right headspace. And just think about this. When Saul, uh, Saul rather, Saul was having all those mood swings, what did he call for help? David and his he heart. called David on the heart, man. David was playing them tunes and, and suddenly the dark force or spirit that afflicted Saul would depart. I don't want to make too big a deal out of that, but I think that's very significant. As you consider the kind of music you allow to influence you, be selective. Yep. Don't just allow anything. Be selective. Pick good music that helps to elevate your heart and mind to where it truly belongs. And God, the fact that God made a whole book about this tells me music has a very critical place in the life of the believer. I would agree. 100. 100. 100. <laughs> Speaking of. You've caught on. I found uh a, a website that's translated Bible verses into Gen Z. Oh, great. You ready for one of these? Let's do it. Okay. Genesis 1-3 says, and God said, let there be light. And there was light, right? All right. Uh, Gen Z I version. I understand that one. Oh, and, okay. That right? was that was our version. No, no, no. So Here's the Gen that. Z version. And God was like, it's lit, fam. And it was lit, fam. <laughs> <laughs> wow. One more. One more. And then we'll be done. First uh, John 4, 8, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Ready? All right. All right. All right here we go. Okay. Keeping it 100. If you don't love God, you don't know God. Don't at me. God is love. God is life. <laughs> don't at me. That's a Twitter reference. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. You know what? I think you should preach a sermon with the, with the Gen Z Bible at some point. I don't think to so. To reach the next generation, PPJ. Come on. Think about it. Are you all things that all people are not? I, I'm I'm all things to all people, but like, okay. I don't know if I can get behind all things to all people like Psalm 34, 8. Oh, taste and see the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him, right? That's great. Let's okay. do it. That's the English version. All right. Gen Z, the Lord is Gucci. Take <laughs> refuge in him and be hashtag blessed and live your best life. <laughs> Sunglasses emoji, praise hands, praying hands. <laughs> Dude, I, I just, I don't know. So that works. I'm vibing. That's all I'm saying. I'm vibing on that. I'm going to get me a tattoo with that verse on my arm. I don't think Gen Z version. It wanted to be called Gucci. It's going to be, we're going to get matching tattoos with that same verse, bro. False. On the back. Cap. I'm calling Cap all day long on that. All right. No key. We're doing it. Psalm 93 (laughs) is about God's sovereignty. Psalm 94 then is uh, is a lament and it's a lament for the oppression of the people and the apparent prosperity of the wicked. Um, and, and it's, it's back though to the rhythm. I think the last time we had a Psalm like this, it was kind of like Job where there was no, there was no, you know, correction. There was no yet God. Um, Mm -hmm. but here we see that, that there's still a trust and a petition and a concept that, that God is aware. Uh, Verse one, uh, interesting that the title for God, Oh God, Oh vengeance, Oh God of vengeance shine forth. Um, man, that's, that's just a, this is probably to the the uh, him do destroy not do not destroy <laughs> yeah, please destroy right um and then he, he talks about the wicked and what they're doing in the first seven verses there and what they're doing to the people but then look at verses eight through eleven it's he's talking about god's omnipotence and omniscience here he who planted the ear does he not hear he who formed the eye does he not see he who disciplines the nations does he not rebuke he who teaches man's knowledge the lord knows the thoughts of man they are but a breath and so the psalmist is admitting okay god you're aware of all these things right you're you're confident you know what's going on and that leads him to verses 12 through 15 where he expresses his confidence that god will 
still abide by his promises to his people. In verse 14, the Lord will not forsake his people. Okay. We talked about that even in Romans 11 yesterday when, and some think there's an allusion there at the beginning of Romans 11 to this very verse in Psalm 94, 14, when, mm. when Paul says, is, has God rejected his people? Right. And, and he says there, no, God has not rejected his people. And here you see in verse 14, the Lord will not forsake his people. He will not abandon his heritage. Um, and so there's the confidence there and, and just that, that confidence continues and culminates in verse 22, where he says, the Lord has become my stronghold and my God, the rock of my refuge. So Psalm 94, just the lament, but also the confidence in God, as we've seen so many times before in the book of Psalms. I think one thing I see here, and, and I, I was confused by this initially, verse 12, blessed is the man whom you discipline, O Lord, and whom you teach out of your law to give him rest from the days of trouble until a pit is dug for the wicked. So verse 12 and 13 kind of confused me thinking, okay, well, who's, who, who, why is this, why is this here? And then I think I understood, and maybe you can confirm or deny this, but it seems like what's happening in these first few verses here is that the psalmist is describing the activities of the wicked and the wicked are committing those activities against them, against the people of God. And verse 12 seems to acknowledge that God is using those wicked people to discipline the people of God, which is why he considers it blessed. Blessed is the man, or the people in this case, whom you discipline, because he's doing that to give them rest. He's doing that to chastise them into correction. And eventually, verse 13, second half of verse 13, a pit will be dug for the wicked. They'll be dealt with. But until then, God's using the, the hands of the wicked to chastise and correct the hands of the blessed people of God. And God's using the evil of these people to do good to them ultimately. Yeah, I, th- I think you're exactly right on that. And that's, we've seen that in other places. I mean, Habakkuk, the whole book is about that and the, the prophet wrestling with that concept that yeah. God would use a wicked people to bring judgment or discipline his own people. And certainly he, he does. I mean, elsewhere in the, the scriptures, Nebuchadnezzar is called the servant of God. I mean, crazy. Yeah, it's insane to, to wrestle with God's sovereignty to that level. But so yeah. could God use Russia, China to discipline America? Is this a, is this the way we could apply that? <sighs> Yes. However, I want us to be careful not to fall into the trap of thinking that America equals new Israel, Israel yeah. right? I, I, yes, he could. Um, but I, I think we need to be careful how much we push that because nationally speaking, God, we are not the people of God here in the United States. Mm. Um, the, we're, we're the church. And as the church, globally, we are the people of God. But Israel is the only national people of God. And so uh, the, the punishment of the United States is not a biblical, uh, biblically prophetic um, thing that we can point to. But could God be disciplining uh, a, a pagan nation in, and that is what America is. I mean, at the end of the day, that's who we are. At the end of the day, you know, the, 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 end, the final battle, if America is still here, we're going to be lined up, not we, but America will be lined up against Jesus when Jesus comes back. Like, we just need to come to terms with that. Could God use a pagan nation to, to discipline another pagan nation? 100%, yes. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's important that as we read uh, prophecy blogs or subscribe to people that are perpetuating things like this, to your point, this is a big one. America is not Israel. Right. So you got to be very careful when you start reading stuff like this into our Bible, which is, again, goes back to our last podcast about reading our Bible and reading it wisely, reading it carefully, knowing it, meditating upon it, understanding it. So important. Those are the kind of mistakes you don't want to make. Right. Right. Psalm 95, then, is a great psalm for you if you don't have the best singing voice. 
because he says at, in second half of verse one, not only should we sing to the Lord, verse one A, but verse one B, let us make a joyful noise. That seems to be the pastor go-to whenever he's like, hey guys, everyone sing, make a joyful noise. It not to sound pretty. It's true though, right? Yeah, it's I true. Mean, it's funny. Have you ever noticed, Pastor PJ, when a group of people are singing, they sound really good. Yeah. You ever noticed that? By and large, Isn't yes. that a crazy phenomenon? Yeah. Because certainly not everyone can sing really well. Right. But when they're all singing together, it's like God somehow, I don't know it's an, if it's an audio illusion or if it's just by the design that God gave us that we kind of work together. It's a God thing one. It's a God thing. <laughs> GT1 happening every time we sing. Do you remember uh, T4G? That was one of my favorite parts of T4G. Oh, man. The, the resonance in the halls of hearing, hearing all these men, primarily men, sing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And we lost that when we moved out of the Yum Center into like the conference center. <sighs> But the, the giant gymnasium, yeah, thousands and thousands. So, so cool. like 13,000 men, 14,000, something like that. Yeah. But this is just a, a great call to worship, and that's why you often hear it as a call to worship. Yeah, we use um, this. Come into his presence with thanksgiving. Make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. The Lord is great. Why are we doing this? For the Lord is great. He's worthy of our worship. So we need to come worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our God, our maker. If you grew up in the 80s in the church, even 90s in the church, you sang that praise chorus over and over How again. does it go? Um, I'm not is it Chris Talman? It is not Chris Talman. I don't I know this one. Do you not know this one? I don't, I, unless it's Chris Talman. I feel like that's the one I think of. He may have, have reprised it, but I can't remember who sang it originally. Okay, um, well, you can work on that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm just not confident enough to sing into a microphone on a podcast. Pastor Rod, you have a confidence and you've got a good voice to, uh, to sing into a microphone. Like I probably that. have more confidence and I have good voice, but I do appreciate the compliment. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, Maranatha music was the oh. the ones behind it originally, and it sounds like you. I'm sure you've heard it. I don't know. I, 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 I can't recall it. Right again. The only ones coming to mind is Chris Tomlin. Chris Tomlin. Ah, oh, he's always doing stuff like this to me. Oh, here, here we go. Here we go. Are Ready? we are we gonna are we allowed to do this on a podcast? Um, I don't know. Hearing it? I hear it. I don't think I've ever sang that. Really? Okay. Well. I think we're allowed a certain amount of seconds on a podcast, so okay. I, we may have it's crossed over. over. <laughs> Don't report us. Um, I'll send that song to you later. Or You know what? Here's here's what I'd like you to do. If you're listening to this podcast and you know the song, Come Let Us Worship and Bow Down, send your favorite version of it to Pastor Rod after we're done. How would they do? Oh, you that. know what? Someone asked me yesterday how to communicate with us on our podcast. And I said, well, some people have tweeted at us. I don't know, though. I don't know the answer to that. How, do, how, how should people communicate with us, Pastor PJ? Now that we're becoming huge, big-time celebrities... I don't know that we can give out our personal information, but Danny Mayer, go ahead and set up an email address for us. Oh, I thought you were going to have them email him. No, uh, you can do that as well. But Danny, as you're listening to this, set up a podcast for email for us, podcast at compassntx.org. Oh, okay. Maybe wait a couple of days before you send anything, but that'll work at some point. Well, if, although, yeah, yeah, it should be up, hopefully even up by the time you're listening to this. If it never shows up, you know what that means? Danny doesn't listen to our podcast. Yep. And he'll be busting. <laughs> And Danny, I've got $5 for you if Oof, you come and tap me on the shoulder. I will double your heavenly rewards, Danny, if okay. you can do this for there us. There we go. Anyway, Psalm 95 ends. Wow. Wow. We are so long on this already. Psalm 95 ends with just um, a warning to, that the writer of Hebrews picks up in Hebrews chapter 3, verses 7 through 11, where he says, hey, look, there's a future rest. Don't fail to enter that rest. That's scary. It's the contrast. We need to worship God and don't drift from worshiping him. That's the, the, the concept there in Psalm 95. You need to stay focused, buddy. Hey, I feel like I'm trying so hard hey, to keep us on track and hey, you just keep talking about all sorts of things. If you would brush up on your 80s era worship music, then I wouldn't have had to look up Maranatha music. All right, well, I try to get you to sing it. If look you would have sang it, we could have we could have overcome church. that in a matter of seconds. It's 
it's like a mighty fortress is our God. That's not true. That's probably not true. Hey, the rest of Romans chapter 11, we've been dealing with Israel. We've been dealing with the church. And the good news is we've laid a lot of the foundation for this already in the podcast episode yesterday. If you're brand new to us, go back and listen to yesterday's podcast because uh, it's kind of important for the rest of chapter 11. Um, again, he continues on in, in uh, picking up at verse 22, and he's talking about the, this one people of God concept that, look, if he, if he cut off the natural branches, they can be grafted back in, right? And there, there can be this idea, the remnant is joining the tree again, the one olive tree, branches from the church, branches from the olive tree that maybe God had set aside previously because he had rejected Israel to turn to the church, but there's a future for Israel like we talked about yesterday. And that's kind of the, the way the argument wraps up there in verse 24. Then he gets to um, the what the title in your ESV says, the mystery of Israel's salvation. How is this going to happen? Well, we talked about the hardening yesterday, that this spiritual insensitivity that keeps Israel from being able to respond to God's saving message. Well, that's going to lift eventually. And when it lifts, in verse 26, it says, all Israel will be saved. Now, that's not every Israelite there, but it's all true Israel. All of the children of the promise, all of the elect will be saved. And that's through their understanding. The way they're going to be saved is still through faith and repentance in Christ. Zechariah 14 uh, speaks to this as it it talks about looking on him who they've pierced and mourning. I believe it's Zechariah 14. It might be the end of 13 into 14. Sounds right. Um, And it talks about a fountain being opened up for Israel to be forgiven, to be cleansed. And and that's, they're they're trusting in Jesus. So that's going to be the future for Israel. They're going to have the hardening lifted. They're going to turn and trust Jesus. And that's why in verse 28, as regards to the gospel, they're enemies for your sake presently. Okay. Presently, the the Jewish people are opposed to Christianity. If they are, are faithful, we would say today, maybe Orthodox or traditional Jews. In Paul's day, certainly Israel was uh, opposed to the gospel. But as regards election, they are beloved for the sake of their forefathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. And that's why we would say, man, there's a future still for Israel. God is not done with them. They have promises that are irrevocable, that the church is not fulfilling, that Israel still will fulfill or God will fulfill for Israel in the future. One more note here. Verse 32, for he has consigned all to disobedience so that he may have mercy on all. Okay, the word all needs some treatment here. He's not talking about universalism. He's saying all without distinction, not all without exception. What the difference is there that all all, all different types, both Jew and Gentile alike, are going to be slave free, male, slave female, free, yeah, are going to be given the opportunity to receive the mercy of God. That doesn't mean that all without exception will respond in faith and repentance. And important about this word is you're going to see it pop back up in a few verses in an unfortunate chapter division, but an understandable one. Chapter 12, verse 1 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God. So just keep this word in mind as you prepare for tomorrow's reading. And also even going back further in chapter 9, where Paul talks about God's mercy. I'll have mercy on whom I'll have mercy. Uh, But just notice he's been weaving this all in at this point. And now he's going to start entering into some very practical applications, starting with, hey, keeping in mind God's mercy, now go and do these things. Yep. Verses 33 through 36, then I think are are, are just awesome verses that remind us of our, uh, of our smallness and God's magnitude. Yep. Oh, the depth and the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments? How inscrutable are his ways? For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor, who has given him a gift that he might be repaid for from him and through him and to him are all things to him be the glory forever. Amen. I don't fully understand the way that God operates in salvation history, 
Pastor Rod, I would assume you would echo those sentiments. I would agree. Yeah. Paul didn't understand it. And, and that's the conclusion. We're not going to be able to fully explain and understand these things. But what we can do is recognize that it's all for the glory of God and we can praise him for that. And even our ability to say, God, you are bigger than I am and your ways are in, unsearchable is a way for us to, to magnify and exalt God today. So if, if some of this stuff still, even chapter 9, chapter 10, just sits uneasy with you, it just allow that to drive you to that posture of humility saying, okay, God, I don't understand, but help me to help me to trust you through this and help me to give you the glory that you're due through it all. That's the right response, isn't it? And, and I, man, just this last verse 36 from him, through him, to him, he is the source. He is the medium. He is the purpose. Everything is for him. Everything's about him. Everything's through him. This is why we are we so endorse the concept of having a high view of God. Mm -hmm. The Bible has a high view of God. We don't hate people. We love people. But the Bible makes it clear that in the pecking order, God is always first. He gets the final say. Mm -hmm. He gets the first say. He gets the last say because he is the first and the last. Everything's about glorifying him. And as hard as that is to practically think through and its implications, it's easy to say. I think a lot of Christians would agree. Yeah, it's it's all about the glory of God. This is what we're here for. But if you think about that, it is incredibly humbling and confrontational because it conflicts with your self-concept. You think you have control. You think that you, you should have this benefit or that benefit or that entitlement. Christian, we have to fight against our own selfish desires and to embrace this concept from him, through him, and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. Yep. You may be thinking, okay, so, so what? What do we do with this? One thing, just to come back to you that we jumped over, but it's the the final parting thought for us is back in verse 25. He says, a partial hardening has come upon Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. The fullness of the Gentiles, that phrase refers to all those that are going to be saved during this age, the church age. And we have a, a part to play in that. Let's go get them. Yep. And so if you think about it, we are sending pastor, you should talk about getting everybody on the bus, right? If there's an open seat on the bus, we want that person on the bus. And so maybe it's your neighbor. Your neighbor might be the person that fills up the bus that makes the fullness of the Gentiles have come to fruition. It's or the your last boss, one. Or your family member or your son or your daughter or your grandma or your grandpa or your mom or your dad, whoever it may be, they might be the last one. Go out and let's get them and let's get back with Jesus. Yeah. I'd hate to be the last one. Wouldn't you, would you, would you like to be that guy or that gal? Like you're literally the last Gentile that God has ordained for salvation. I don't know if there's like a giveaway when we get to heaven, like <laughs> you get a free iPod. Here's so some, like, some head, headphones. <laughs> what do they have in heaven, man? Oh man. You're well, disembodied right now. So would headphones just kind of fall through you? <laughs> I don't think you'd be able to wear them because <laughs> your body would be here. Your soul would be with Christ and therefore, well, I guess if you're the last one though, Let's see here, because if well, you're the last at least one the seven saved, years of tribulation, yeah, you got, that you're so there's disembodied a, spirit. You still got seven. Yeah, that's a bummer, man. Can I have? Can I be buried with my iPad so that when <laughs> the time does come, I can have it with me? You know what? You know how some people are buried and there's music playing like in their coffin. <laughs> you're gonna do BG staying alive? No, nope. <laughs> no. Nope. I'm gonna have for you. I'm gonna have come let us worship in bed down, just playing on nonstop oh, from there. That's, off that's cold, man. So. I'll, I, I will come back and I'll do something. <laughs> I will haunt you. I'll Don't, ask the Lord. He'll let me. This is not uh, eschatological doctrine endorsed by any of us here at Compass Bible Church in North Texas. But uh, 
hey, you know what? This podcast is, and we're glad that you tuned in and listened to another episode of the Daily Bible Podcast. Thanks, y'all. See you tomorrow. Bye. See ya. Bye. Words. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Daily Bible Podcast. We hope and pray this has been a blessing to you and your time in the Word. If it has, if you would subscribe to this podcast, leave a like, leave a comment, and share it with some friends and family, that would be awesome. If you need more information about Compass Bible Church here in North Texas, you can go to compassntx.org. Again, that's compassntx.org, and we'll be back with you tomorrow for another episode of the Daily Bible Podcast. Mm-hmm.